You're listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church. Well, good morning. I'm so happy to be here this morning, per usual, and I'll do my normal uh, song and dance, but I love Queen City Church. Uh, Our family loves Queen City Church. We love Robin and Donna. And I just always want to make sure to say thank you. So thank you, Robin and Donna. And thank you guys for being just such an amazing family. We we love you guys. But um, before we jump in, there's a couple of things I want to say um, and and just kind of put it out there. And then we'll we'll jump right into the scriptures. But the first thing I want to say is that over the past, I would say, month and some change, maybe even more, um, I have felt like a very uh, special thing in the air. Has anyone else felt that here? Uh, I just kind of want to take a little survey. Um, and I, I've just been just so grateful and thinking about just the sweet presence of the Lord that has been in our services. And I feel like if I could use one word to describe it, it's been tender. And, um, I really love that about the Lord because here's the thing. And I just want to be real straight up here. I think the Lord knows the congregations and the people that he is dwelling amongst. Okay. So in other words, he understands what Queen City Church needs. He understands what Queen City Church is going through. He understands the people that are coming here, what they're walking in. And it's like he has responded in kind by giving us this tenderness during worship, this tenderness in the word, this tenderness in these moments. And so often when we talk about, oh man, Jesus was really present, we're thinking one thing, but I think the Lord is kind of trying to show us he's doing another thing in our midst, and it's tender, and it's sweet, and it's exactly uniquely built and fit for Queen City Church. And I think that's really cool. And if you think that's cool, can we just thank the Lord real quick? Like, thank you, Jesus, that you are so kind and so tender and so cool, and um, I love that about the Lord. And thank you to our leadership for giving space for that. Um, and so today, uh, we're going to continue the um, whole series on the fruit of the Spirit and the apprenticeship with Jesus, uh, but today we're going to really specifically focus on the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, which is one of my favorite topics. Now, I do want to make a disclaimer real quick. Uh, I know that the topic of the Holy Spirit can be one that has the ability to make people feel a little antsy, okay? I'm just going to be honest. Um, I know that through many modern representations of the Holy Spirit, it has not been presented well. Trust me, been there, done that, times 10,000, okay? I understand that. But today what we want to do is look at the Holy Spirit according to the Word, according to the Scriptures, and, and how He works within our lives on a daily basis. I think a lot of times we don't either want to talk about the Holy Spirit or maybe we've had experiences with the Holy Spirit because honestly it's been misrepresented to us or it's been used like a tool. But today I want to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to do this really quick if we can. Uh, I'd like us to stand up and I just want to take a minute, one minute, and I want to do this. I want to pray and I want everyone to ask the Holy Spirit to be evident in the room and present himself in his own unique way to you. Okay, so just real quick, if you've never done this before and you're like, wait, I pray to Jesus and I pray to God only. Hey, listen, pray to the Holy Spirit and he will meet you. Okay, so real quick. And even if you don't even are kind of unsure, I want to encourage you if you'd like, just say, Holy Spirit, make yourself evident to me 
in your own unique way. And we're going to take a minute, and I want us to be still, and I want you just to quiet your mind, quiet your body, quiet the gas within you after the coffee. Let's all be honest, it happens. And just allow the Holy Spirit to make himself evident to you and as we are looking at the scriptures. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to be quiet for like 30 seconds, okay? So Holy Spirit, we ask that you would make yourself evident in the room. Lord, we thank you that you are unique. We thank you that when you meet us, it's in a unique way. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would make yourself evident in this room right now. Come as the helper, come as, as, as the one who is with us. And Lord, we ask that you would just hover in this room and show yourself uniquely to each person. So for 30 seconds, I just want us to be still and then we'll go right into it, okay? All right. Amen. You may be seated. Okay. So as we, as we get into this, I want to start off with a story. Um, so the topic of the Holy Spirit has always been a really wonderful one for me, but I want to tell a story about when I was a kid and I just want to be really frank. When I was a kid, I was straight up terrified of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And now let me, let me tell you why I grew up in a, uh, how many of you guys know, I don't mind saying I might get in trouble, but in, how many of you guys know the Assemblies of God? I grew up in an Assemblies of God background, okay? And uh, I want to be really clear, you know, this was nothing to do with my parents. My parents were wonderful, but we were kind of in an atmosphere where it was like the church led the family. Do you get what I mean? Like we were told, here's the colors you can wear to school. Like for real, my hair couldn't be a certain length. Like guys, my hair, um, you know, it's crazy. Uh, we couldn't do like certain things. And so it was just as the church says, so we went. And so the way the Holy Spirit was presented to me honestly was kind of terrifying. Uh, and I just didn't really know what it was. And I legitimately at times thought it was like this very, uh, you know, Holy ghost, which that is one of his names, but it was like this, like really sanctifies ghost that was waiting around a corner to go like, boo, you know, I was just waiting for him to be like, ah, what does he look like? You know? And, um, I remember one, one instance for sure that made me like, okay, yeah, I am legit scared of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> is Steve Hill. How many of you guys remember Steve Hill from the Pens Pensacola uh, Brownsville Revival? He actually, little known fact, came to our church days before he went to Pensacola. Uh, and he came to our thing and whatever. I'm probably 10, 11, 12 at the time. And our church had pews. And he was one of those guys, if he called you out, he'd point at you and like something would happen to you. You know, and, it, and it's like, ah, you know, like don't point at me. So I legitimately was hiding in the pews, like going through. He would, he would like, you know, kind of come near. And I was going, I was hopping over pews. My mom was like, David, you know, trying to follow me around. I was hiding and like skirting beneath the pews so this guy wouldn't make eye contact with me. I mean, that's, that's how intense it was. Now, fast forward a few years. Little did I know that this thing that I didn't understand and this thing that I was honestly scared of because it was never really presented to me, uh, except for it's this glorious, wonderful scary thing, you know, that it would be so paramount and foundational to my life. I want to make this statement. The Holy Spirit changed my very being, my very life. And I have gone places in my life because of the leadership of the Holy Spirit that I could never attain on my own. 
I mean, I look, and I know I say this every time, but I look, and I can't believe I have a family. I can't believe I have a wife and children without, it would not have happened without the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I am too stupid, and he was there, thank God, to help guide me and lead me, and I am so thankful. So I think a lot of times things that we are scared of or we don't understand or that is even misrepresented to us, oftentimes we have to go on a journey ourselves through the word and find the actual true words of Jesus, the true representation of what he has sent us and what he has presented to us, and then walk that out. Does that make sense? Because I think far too often we get in this place of, well, I just had a bad experience with that, so But no, he's saying, let me show you in my word what the Holy Spirit really is. And that's what I'm hoping we'll get to today. I'm very passionate about it. I love it. So here's the thing. We get to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and the person of the Holy Spirit. And yes, I said the Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, I, I have encountered many misconceptions about the Holy Spirit. I've had many ministry students. I've led a lot of ministry schools throughout the year, worship schools. And a lot of people view the Holy Spirit as like an extension of like heaven, Or like, oh, it's like this thing that like kind of shows up. Like, I'll give you a for instance. I always used to view the Holy Spirit as a dog on a leash. That was just, I'm a visual person. So I just always viewed it as that. And then, and then Jesus would be like, go get him. You know, like, like, get him boy. Um, and, but actually the Holy Spirit is a part of the Godhead. He's a part of the Trinity. It's the three in one. And, and you know, that's the wonderful thing about God, like, sometimes I think, could you have done it simpler? Like, could you have been one? But no, he's three in one. You've got the Father, you've got the Son, and you've got the Holy Spirit. And he is essential to life. He's essential to to experiencing the fullness of Christ. And so, um, you know, there were signs, mentions, and all that kind of stuff of the Holy Spirit throughout the Old Testament. But we can see the Holy Spirit actively present beginning in the New Testament. Um, and this is going to be real basic for some of you, but I wanted to cover all of it. You know, obviously, Jesus, after his death, burial, resurrection, and ascent, made a way for the Holy Spirit to be evident in our lives. And here's another misconception that I was not taught. I was actually taught something differently. But actually, when we say yes to Jesus, the Holy Spirit is active in our lives. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit is active in you. Oftentimes, people are like, wait, you know, you're not, you're not speaking in tongues. You're not doing all this. You don't got the Holy Spirit wrong. The Holy Spirit is active in you. The moment you say yes, you are not less spiritual. You're not less than the Holy Spirit is with you and in you even now. And so you can read Ephesians uh, 1, 13 through 14, and it teaches us that the Holy Spirit is the seal of salvation for believers. And I'm just reading you this to kind of back up what I'm saying. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. And I just, I I love that, that it's just so clear that when you accept Jesus, the Holy Spirit is evident in your life. How many of you guys have, have seen moments in your life where you could say, this was the Holy Spirit leading me? Right? Isn't that special when you can know that and you know that it's evident? Can't really explain it. Can't really even put words to it. But something was just in the air. And that is the Holy Spirit. And I, I love that. And I love that we get to have that experience with him. 
and uh, two things are for sure in our walk with, with God. We are constantly working on our salvation, and we are continually being led and assisted by the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing. One thing I love and has changed my life when I started looking at it this way, the Holy Spirit is our friend. Isn't that cool? That, that the Holy Spirit is actually with us. I kind of view him as like that, that buddy I'm always taking around. You know, the Holy Spirit is with me. The Holy Spirit is so much your friend that he's like those little, you know, any of you guys used to watch Emperor's New Groove? I love that. Uh, Cusco, Cusco's poison, you know, that, that whole thing. Um, I love the, the two little cronks on the, on the side. Like, that's how I view the Holy Spirit, except there's no bad version of him. But like, you know, he's telling me, you know, where I should go, the little whispers in my ear, the feelings that I have, the, the, the moments that I'm like, I'm not sure what to do. He's that friend that's with you. That's just giving you those subtle nudges and saying, go this way, go that way. Hey, how about not do that? How about, you know, how about tell your wife, thank you, uh, for, for this thing, even though you're kind of ticked off at her, you, you get what I mean? Like those things that, that conviction that's there where you're like, I know I'm wrong, ah, but I don't want to say it. But the Holy Spirit's like, I'm here. I'm, I, I'm not trying to condemn you, but I am trying to convict you to draw closer to Jesus and be a healthier person. Do you know that's one of the things the Holy Spirit is there for is your mental health? I want to just say that to any of the hyper charismatics in the room. The Holy Spirit cares about your mental health. And I, listen, I grew up here in the opposite. And it's a real thing. He wants you to be in the highest functioning way that you can be. And it takes work and it takes communication. But he is a friend that wants to be close to you like a brother. John 16, 7 says, but very truly, I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So this is Jesus talking to his disciples and he's saying, once I go, an advocate is going to come your way and he's going to be with you. I love that Jesus kind of led up to the Holy Spirit like it was like a movie trailer. Like he just kind of was like, one is coming. You know, like it's like (laughs) far greater. And like, but what's so cool is that he literally, the Holy Spirit changed the world. The Holy Spirit enabled us to walk in the fullness of Christ You get that phrase, fullness of Christ. Like, I don't think we're really ever able to absorb all of that. To walk in the fullness of Christ, what a gift. What a tremendous, like, unfathomable thing that we can do that. And and it's so wonderful that Jesus said, I must go so that the Holy Spirit can come and be present amongst the people that he loves so much. Okay, I'm going to get real uh, nerdy on you here, but the Holy Spirit is called the paraclete in the original Greek, which literally means one called alongside to help. He is here for you, and he wants to do a wonderful work in your life. He wants to seal, guide, empower you, and to fill you. And so one that comes alongside to help, here's what the question is that most of you are probably thinking, or at some point will think, come to help me with what? Just like life, is there something specific that he is helping me with? And yes, I think there are, and this is thus say of David, I think uh, there are a ton more that he's going to, he's meant to help you with. But these are two of the main factors I believe the Holy Spirit is active in our lives for. Number one, that is to point to or to reveal Jesus. Do you know that the Holy Spirit lives to reveal Jesus? 
Loves it. Literally is assigned to it. Can't help himself. Like freaks out. Like he, he's got the same energy about revealing Jesus that my son does about Pokemon. Like just like kind of like ah, energy. Like I just, this is, I got to do it. He loves it. And I, I love thinking about that, that a part of the Godhead, because it, it's just so cool to think about the intricacies and the mystery of all of it. A part of the Godhead who are three in one love each other so much that the Holy Spirit who knows his assignment so clearly and so like pointed that he knows that one of the things that he's supposed to do is reveal Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, the king of kings, the Lord of lords to us by being our friend. That's pretty cool. That the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the helper, the advocate, the one who comes alongside of us knows his assignment and will not rest until he gets it done. And a lot of times we have to be the ones that are receptive and say, Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Like pray that prayer. Holy Spirit, show me Jesus. Show me something new about Jesus. It will open your mind and just woo. The second point that I believe is one of the main factors of the Holy Spirit is that he gives you the ability to walk in true liberty and freedom. So I believe that the Holy Spirit actually enables us to, to walk in sustained liberty and freedom. Now, I'm not talking about freedom like, hey, you're free. You're finally waving a flag and doing a hippie dance. Like, yeah, that's cool. That's a part of your freedom. But I'm talking about freedom in your soul. I'm talking about freedom in your mind. I'm talking about freedom in the depths of who you are. To be able to start thinking clearly, seeing clearly. I remember when I was a teenager and I finally had an experience with the Holy Spirit. I wanted it so bad. Now, when I was a kid, terrified. As a teenager, I wanted it. And everybody around me was experiencing it. It was one of those things. Now, do I think half of those people were faking it? Sure. Uh, I, I mean, I grew up Pentecostal. I mean, come on. How many of you guys did a courtesy fall at some point in your life? Lord knows I have. Especially if I think, if I'm like, I don't want you touching me, courtesy fall. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've done it. I've done it. I've never done the courtesy shake. I think that's given them too much, but the courtesy fall, I'll give you. Um, but, but like I wanted the Holy Spirit, whatever it looked like. And I remember, um, we were at, and this is going to be no shock to anyone who grew up AG. We were at a youth camp, right? And, uh, nobody was, nobody was praying for me. Nobody was doing nothing, you know, whatever. And, um, we were worshiping and I remember, that was the first time I, I was like, wow, the Holy Spirit's here. And I felt him. Nothing, nothing necessarily happened to me. Uh, wasn't jerking around, wasn't whatever, oh, you know, but I was like, I feel the Holy Spirit. And right then and there, I can remember to that day, it was some day in June, I was 16 years old. I remember that day, I had freedom in my soul. I had freedom in the way I thought. I had freedom in the way that I even communicated. Something was different about me. I encountered something. I felt like I could, I didn't feel so alone. I felt like I actually had that friend that I was talking about with me, present, in, in my life. And it changed me and set me on a course that I'm still on today. And I'm thankful that the Holy Spirit was so kind to, to, to show himself to me in a new way. And I know that in that moment, I really had the opportunity at any point to walk in true freedom and true liberty. I'm not saying that when you 
encounter the Holy Spirit and when you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit that you're immediately set free, it's done, no worries, no issues, sinless, you know, just go on, you'll never do anything wrong. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that there is the opportunity to continue to go back to that well of freedom and liberty because that is who he is. And he makes himself available because we are able to pursue him in that way and he loves it. And I just love that 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 uh, that freedom and that liberty is not this far away thing, but it's right here. It's in us. We're able to access it at any point because he is willing. And when you think about the willingness of the Holy Spirit, it changes your perspective. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to read uh, John fourteen sixteen uh, through 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be with you, a friend, just like me. And he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. But you know him intimately because he remains, and here's the part I really want to look at, with you and will live in you. And so in you and with you is huge. There, there is a difference. Um, and, and just to talk real quick about the in you, I believe this is the person and the attributes of the Holy Spirit. And this is where we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. We cannot fully function in the fruit of the Spirit without the Holy Spirit. All right? So the Holy Spirit is the one that enables us to walk in love, to walk in joy, to walk in peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Holy Spirit is actually the one who enables us to walk in that at the highest level. Oftentimes, I'll notice in my life when I'm not walking in this, and my main ones are like patience and um, probably self-control. Patience and self-control, those are my two weaknesses. I'm just going to be honest. Like I am a very impatient person. Um, And I notice that oftentimes I am disconnected from the Holy Spirit. And if that sounds religious to you, I'm sorry, but do you realize you actually have to maintain that? It's actually a good thing to do to maintain that relationship with the Holy Spirit, maintain that, that, that wonder and that pursuit of the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes when I'm not functioning fully or maybe even at a somewhat high level of the fruit of the Spirit, it's because I've realized I've kind of separated myself. And real quick, within an instant, I can get right back. It just takes communication and saying, Holy Spirit, show me. Show me where you are in the room. Show me where you are in my heart. Show you where you, where, where you are in my wife and my kids and even in my house. Like, I want to be with you. I want to walk with you. And he is living in you and wants to continue to bring that out through the fruits of the spirit. And you can read all about that in Galatians. And then the with you, this is the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is what we find in 1 Corinthians 12 when you get examples of a few things like discernment. How many of you guys have discernment moments where you're like walking somewhere. And you're like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't do this. You, you know what I mean? Like that's the Holy spirit. Uh, other, other things like dreams, like my, my, my wife is like the wildest dreamer and has like these like legit, like Lord of the Rings, prophetic encounters. And it's like crazy. And it's so cool. All the while I'm having dreams of like sitting down and talking to Hulk Hogan while I'm drinking coffee. Like, and they are like not revelatory. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, brother, back in the eighties when I, <laughs> when I body slammed Andre and, I, and I, so that's my dreams. Ellery's dreams is like, <laughs> you know, like all this stuff. And then she's like, and then my mom got saved and God came down on a horse. And I'm just like, man, 
where are those for me? I'm just over here talking to Hogan. Um, but anyway, that's all, that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is functioning in our lives through different ways. One of the other ways that he does this, and I'm going to, Ellery, I'm sorry, I'm going to use it as an example again, but through our imagination, do you know the Holy Spirit wants into your imagination? Like during worship, Ellery was, was describing something to me and I just think it's too beautiful not to share, but we were doing wild love the other night and we were having a conversation and she's talking to us and she said, um, she said this experience that she was having, this visual experience that she had. And she was like, I, I don't understand it. I, I can't put words to it, but it happens every time I worship. And every time I just kind of, and, it, and I don't want to give all the, the, the visuals away because I think that's special to her, but there, there's this moment that, she, that I believe the Holy Spirit invaded her imagination and enabled her to see what he sees and enabled her to see in a new way. Like, thank God the Holy Spirit can invade our imagination because life will be boring without it. I think, I mean, don't get me started. I think that's where, like, comics come from, sci-fi. The Holy Spirit, man, he likes that stuff. He's creative, and he's fun, and he's awesome, and he's not scary, and he's applicable to our lives. And it's really great when you think about it this way because often we're, like, all about the Father. We're all about the Son, and then we're kind of, like, on the Holy Spirit, But the Holy Spirit is actually the one that's meant to be here with us. He's meant to be here with us. He's the one that that shows us Jesus. He's the one that glorifies Jesus in this way that we could not ever do on our own. And it's such a wonderful, marvelous gift when we think about it. So I, I just pray, Lord, invade all of our imaginations. I think that's just a big one Christians need because we're just too grumpy. I think if we in, think of Jesus and the Holy Spirit invaded our imaginations, we'd be a lot happier. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, man, let's get a smile on our face because the Holy Spirit wants to be in our lives and walking with us. So the Holy Spirit brings us truth. Obviously, we know the phrase, the truth will set us free. John 16, 12. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And so I will say that one of the things I think that is a, is a, a narrative in the world right now is people are trying to find truth. And I think I've, ha- I've heard a lot of conversations of how do we as Christians present truth. And I really think that is relying on the Holy Spirit to show people truth through the scriptures, through his word, through acts of loving kindness, through presenting the fruit of the spirit to those that don't know. I'm just going to make a big statement here. I don't think the way to do it is to fill a theater with a movie about casting out demons. Okay? I don't think it's about going on TikTok and, and, and showing your deliverance ministry. How about sit down and let the Holy Spirit go through your eyes while you're looking at somebody and saying, how are you? Are you okay? How's your life? Maybe it's someone you don't understand. 
And maybe it's someone that you totally disagree with. And the Holy Spirit begins to move and reveal his truth through relationship. And the power of the Holy Spirit is starting to come organically and moving through actual conversations and relationship. Yes, I'm all about all the other stuff. But it's like we neglect the other side. It's like we say, oh, that's not, there's no power in that. But the Holy Spirit is actually really, really present in conversations. Really, really present in hangouts. I felt the Holy Spirit more hanging out than I felt in worship services sometimes. Because when we start talking about Jesus, we start talking about life, we start talking about relationships. It's like his truth comes in, in the middle of where we're at, and he begins to make himself evident. Because that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to bring his truth, which is his nature, which is that he is wonderful and beautiful and magnificent and all the things. All right, so uh, a couple of practicals I, I, I want to say is how do you develop, and I get this question a lot, a relationship and an understanding of the Holy Spirit. I want to say this is um, worship really, really, really attracts the Holy Spirit. How many of you guys have ever um, experienced that? Worship attracts the Holy Spirit. This is why, we'll go back to the point I made earlier, his whole assignment in life, his whole purpose is to reveal Jesus. So I want to point out something is that when we sing songs that are directly Jesus centric, that are the ones that are very like pointed upward, do you notice the change in the room and the change in your heart and the change that happens? Because we're doing exactly as the scriptures say, we are lifting Jesus up. And so the Holy Spirit makes himself known. He makes himself evident in the room. And so he responds to worship. He responds to adoration. He responds to anything that is just saying, Jesus, reveal yourself. And the Holy Spirit can't help but show up. Uh, I want to read Romans 8, 26, 27 to back that point up. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for, but the Holy Spirit rises up within us, I love this, to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desire of the Spirit, because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his holy ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. And so the Holy Spirit is like, as we're worshiping, as we're lifting him up, he is actually giving language to what we're doing. A lot of times, even as we're playing music, singing songs, he's in the midst. Even for some people that have worshiped, you know, it could be in the shower, on the stage, wherever, there's probably been times where things have come out of you and just like songs or little phrases or little moments or maybe even little melodies. And that, I believe, is the Holy Spirit singing with us. Isn't that cool that the Holy Spirit sings alongside of us? I like to view him as a singing Holy Spirit. And he's probably got a killer voice, makes John Legend look like a loser. I think he can do some runs, and it's awesome. He could probably go in whatever genre he wanted. But I I just love imagining that the Holy Spirit loves singing so much that the Holy Spirit sings with us. And in that, as we are lifting Jesus up, he can't help but be present in the room. And I love that. The Holy Spirit... Uh, there's some verbs here that I just want to read about, uh, about the Holy Spirit that I just love and just to, just to understand. I actually got this from Michael Miller, uh, from Upper Room. How many of you guys like Michael Miller? Great guy. Uh, I guess no one. So, uh, <laughs> 
Uh, but he's the, he's the lead pastor of Upper Room. And I, I saw him do this, and I just was like, wow. And this is just a few of them that he mentioned. Helping uh, is, a, is a verb that describes the Holy Spirit. Guides, reveals, leads, empowers, fills, teaches, testifies, produces, distributes, anoints, washes, and renews. And that's just some of it. That's what he is wanting to do. Like how amazing is it that at the, at the same time that he wants to help, he wants to, he wants to wash us. He wants to renew us. That the Holy Spirit has that capability, that he lives so present with us that these things can happen, honestly, in a moment. Have any of you ever had that moment in your life where you felt something change and shift quickly because you, you reached out? Because you put your hand out and you said, I need help. Jesus, I need you. Father, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. That is the Holy Spirit responding. Because he is those things. He's, he's just waiting for moments to where we can do life together. And I want to say we actually can do that life together constantly, but it does take real, real attention. It takes, it takes being really, really intentional and just saying, Holy Spirit, be active in my life. Excuse me. One other thing I want to say is, um, it's really important to talk to the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you, you're going to be like, what you talking about? What you talking about, David? But talk to the Holy Spirit. You can ask him. You can say, Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to me. Holy Spirit, show me, show me what, what you think about me. Holy Spirit, speak to me in a new way. Holy Spirit, I want to know you. And he will, he will respond. He responds every time. And when we lean into that and lean into the knowledge and the power of who he is, he can't help but be active. So I want to do this, and we're going to take just a little bit of time um, to, to um, practice this. But uh, my friend, and she's going she's gonna to hate me for this, but my friend uh, Sarah Williams um, said something really, really amazing. And I want to read a quote before we, we go into this. But she said this. She said, the, the voice of the Father defines us. The voice of Jesus guides us. And the Holy Spirit is the being that fills in all of the gaps in our questioning. Sarah Williams, you need to speak at some point. Can we just say that if you, if you agree? Come on now. She, she's a great communicator and has all kinds of knowledge. But um, I love that, is that it's so definitive what each of the Trinity represent. And I love that the Holy Spirit fills the gaps in our questioning. The Holy Spirit literally wants to help us in every way. He wants to fill those spaces. He wants to be in the midst of any situation. It could be the highest of high. It could be the mundane of mundane. It could be the depths of all depths. And he wants to be right there and he wants to help. He wants to show us. He wants to, to, to lead us and guide us because that's what he's here to do. So this is what I want to do real quick. If you can, if you can stand up, we're going to take a few minutes to do this. But I want everyone to, 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 to do this. Number one, I want you to say this. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, because I think this is the most important prayer we can pray. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to me. Okay, and then we're going to just do this little prompt here and just take a few minutes. I want everyone to imagine 
or bring to attention something in your mind that either, and it could be any of these. It, it feels heavy. Maybe it feels distant. Maybe it feels challenging. Maybe uh, it's family. could be finances. Uh, maybe it's a not great job situation. Uh, maybe it's just like I'm bored, whatever. Um, but I, I want you to say this. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, will you fill in the gaps here? Holy Spirit, will you fill in the gaps of my life? In whatever situation it is, Holy Spirit, will you reveal to me what it looks like for you to fill in the gaps in my life? Whether it be with family, whether it be with, with conversations. But Holy Spirit, show me where you can come and invade and, and, and take place and take, take leadership in my life. And so just for a few minutes, I just want us to do that. And just begin to think of it. And, and I just really want to pray that the Holy Spirit will begin to show some of you and begin to move uh, through many of you here today and whatever that looks like. And, um, and so I just want to pray a quick prayer. And then I want us just to take a couple of minutes and just think on this. So Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for being a helper. We thank you for being such a gift. We thank you that you are not this uh, far off, spooky thing. You are actually a beautiful gift that came through the sacrifice of, of Jesus. And now you are here present with us as the helper, as the friend, as the advocate, as the one baptizing us, as the one renewing us, as the one refreshing us. And so Holy Spirit, we ask you that you would show us how to fill in these places that we can't do on our own, but only you can. Lord, let us get to know your nature. Holy Spirit, let us get to know your character. Holy Spirit, let us get to know your voice and your ways. Let us walk fully in, in the fruit of the Spirit. And let us continually have Jesus revealed to us through your power. So just for a couple minutes, if you can, just, just think on that. Let the Lord reveal himself to you. Let the Holy Spirit reveal those places. And then I'm going to hand it over to Robin.
as David was um, speaking, I was asking the Lord um, if there's something he wanted me to share for someone here. And I saw a, a picture of some people, and they were in a storm. Looked like they were standing in a storm. And um, anybody here feel like that's description of your life? You've just been in a storm. Stick your hand way up, and wave at me, because I got a, I got a word. I believe I've got a verse, and I believe that thing can start reversing today. And it's, and there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat, for a place of refuge and for a shelter from storm and rain. And so if this is for you, I'm going to pray for you right now, and I'm going to believe that uh, I have seen this happen. I have seen in my own life extended periods of emotional difficulty, and the Lord give me a verse of Scripture, and that thing begin to absolutely reverse and change. So that's what I'm asking for. Now, your mind, you know, your brain, you can't trust your brain. A friend of mine used to call it the gray wolf, your old old mentality. And it'll tell you this won't work. This will. So I'm going to read that verse again a second time as you are. So listen to this. There will be, there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat. There will be a place of refuge and for a shelter from storm and rain. So, Father, I pray that things will begin to change today, that the storm will subside that the um, internal conflict that rages will subside, that lies will be broken, that light will come, that your Holy Spirit will release the strength of that word out of the book of Isaiah. Lord, let your deliverance from difficulty manifest in lives. When these things have gone on too long, and you want to bring a shade from the heat and a covert, a cover, a roof of protection. And we ask for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 That was good. Way to go, David. Very good. And we, uh, we're closing up. We do have prayer teams if you need prayer or a word of encouragement. Come to the front. We'd be happy to pray with you. And the people have been trained, and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. They'll be glad to help you. Everyone else, please um, take time to connect with someone you don't know or you would like to know and invite them to lunch. And have a great week, and we will see you next Sunday. And bring a friend. You've been listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church.